Hey guys, hope everybody's doing well and you've had a good week. Most, um, I'd be very surprised. I think it's impossible for you guys to listen to this on a Friday, given that it's already Saturday in the UK and Ireland. But I am podcasting myself from Flagstaff. It's Friday. Um, Friday in America usually means session day. So this morning we did some K's on the track, which was actually quite nice because obviously I've been doing K's for quite a while in the park and um, I guess it's always nice to then convert that to the track and um, you know there was still a little bit of altitude today so it wasn't wasn't as easy as just going on the track at sea level compared to the park but um, yeah it was nice it was it was nice to what I like about the track is anyone that doesn't train on the track and is sort of thinking about it I like when you get a, a bit tired it just feels it just feels a little bit easier to hold the effort because you kind of just dial into I guess like a cadence or rhythm or whatever you kind of want to call it you just kind of you kind of just get into this vibe or rhythm or pace or whatever and it just feels like you can dig a bit deeper whereas I find on the road it's just just feels a little bit easier to lose the pace um, and then once you kind of lose the pace and fall off the pace a little bit it can become a little bit um, just negative I suppose but yeah it's worth giving it a try if you're you know you don't have to be super fast to go to a track you know any anyone can train on a track and you know just run at your own paces and you know don't really worry about anybody else so um definitely well worth doing today was today was good it was um you know i've i've had quite a lot of ups and downs and and things a little bit all over the place and um i guess the last just probably the last 10 days things have things have clicked quite nicely and then i always i do, i just don't think running there's no surprises in running so what I would say is that even though everything's been a little bit all over the place, how I'm going to describe it is if you look at the paper trail and the paper trail is your training diary and you have a look back and you look at the last 12 weeks or 15 weeks, it's not been bad. So it hasn't been great. You know, it's it's maybe been 75 to 80% of my regular training, but of course, it's not been bad, and if it hasn't, if your training hasn't been bad, it's probably, you're probably sitting in a position or spot whereby all it's going to take is um, a maybe one good week, two good weeks, three good weeks, um, sometimes just by adding back in a double run sometimes by getting out and doing a long run and then a and then a tempo and then an interval session once you once you bring the sort of routine of full training back into your program sometimes if you've kept the training diary looking pretty pretty neat and pretty tidy it doesn't have to be full like i just said but if you keep it looking you know pretty neat pretty tidy and by that i mean Running isn't just mileage, so don't look at it as, you know, full mileage is 90 mile a week. 
and so I've been running seven day. The <laughs> and and this is going to lead me by my next point, and I don't want this to sound like arrogant or cocky or anything like that. But the the problem with getting good is to keep being good. You have to train like the same amount, so you don't you don't get to you know work really hard for two months with Mo Farah and these guys in France and come back and be really fit and race really well and then think that you're just gonna that's it that's the level that you're at now. Um, running doesn't work like that, so you know a full week for me isn't just mileage like a full week for me would have two possibly even three training sessions in there and by training sessions i mean hills kilometer reps solid long run tempo etc etc um but obviously that's not that's not the only thing that goes into my week you know fuck i wish that was the only thing went into my week so Sadly, I could do, I could run 95 mile next week. Um, I could run uh, Ks on the Tuesday. I could do Tempo Friday. I could do a two hour run on the Sunday and, you know, push the pace a little bit. And that would probably be, in my opinion, and I think my opinion's right. It would be about a 60% training week of 60% training week of the likes of the training that led to my like most recent personal bests. And so if I did that for 10 weeks, there's no doubt that's a pretty fucking good 10 weeks of training. But probably, probably the result at the end of that 10 weeks would be something like 62.30 for a half marathon, um, 211, 2.10 maybe in nice conditions um, for a marathon. And so because that's only a 60% week, the filling in the blanks is often in the running world that, you know, I put an Instagram out today and, you know, I said I was in the gym and it's a part of training that, you know, a lot of people don't like doing, and I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of like, and I'm going to call them, this is really unfair, and it's, it's actually, there's no, there's no real meaning behind this, so nobody take it personal if you're a gym coach or a yoga instructor or anything like that, but I find them like the, the little tedious parts of running. As, as a runner, we're runners, we're not, we're not yogis, we're not gym people, we're runners, first and foremost. So what I what I find and what you guys might find is that it's all the extra stuff that I could name I could name probably fifteen things that make up two percent each and that's the other thirty percent that I'm talking about on top of the week. So what usually happens when I come back to Flagstaff is a lot of those two percents are are very natural to me. So um I I genuinely don't think since I've been back in Flagstaff I've been awake after half nine at night so early to bed 
Um, that's just my routine. That's the that's the life I live. Now, if I'm in if I'm in Ireland and I'm in Belfast, that's more like um, it can be eleven o'clock. I can be watching a movie with a friend. You know, it, time can wear on. It's it's but obviously when I'm when I'm focused and I'm I'm in a good place and I'm um, somewhere like Flag where my only real incentive up here is to get fit and to get recovered and, and get ready for the next day of training. Nine o'clock, sorry, eight o'clock, I have my calm drink that I told you guys about. I put on the blue glasses. Everyone in the house takes a piss out of me for wearing my blue glasses and that's fine. Um so basically there's a lot of there's a lot of little two percenters. Some are probably one percent, some might be five stretching um you know core drills hurdle drills it's it's maybe stuff that some of you guys know about maybe some of it you guys don't know about um it's it's physio it's massage it's epsom baths it's ice baths it's recovery compression tights um it's bringing a spare t-shirt to training so that you're not damp after training it's finishing a training session but doing some bounds doing some hills not just rushing home, it's having a recovery drink prepared. There's like I said, there's it's a it's a long list of things that you can be doing on top of that regular week. And then of course you have probably five to ten percenters, which is the likes of gym and you know, I said today not everybody loves gym and not everybody places a a huge importance on gym but you know I can tell you that when I went to France in the summer which let's see August September October November December January February seven months ago so seven months ago I did my first little bit of gym in a while and I was squatting I think 50 kilograms Um, and I I think we might have week week one we might have gone to 60. I don't know. I think because Butchie was there. Put it this way, before the European Championships in 2018, I did some squats at 60 kilograms and really upset my adductor to the extent that I think that was the beginning of the end of my European Champs because once the adductor started hurting after, I I basically got to the, the bottom part of a squat and I just felt it cramp. And cramp is basically... You can get lucky and a cramp can stay a cramp or you can get the sensation that something's a cramp and actually it's a tear. And so it's a little like, could be a micro tear, could be a pretty big tear, who knows. So to obviously to put that in context, when I'm doing six reps tonight in the gym at, I think the, I think 230 pounds is around 100 to 105 kilos. So not quite double what I was doing back then, but certainly double what I did the very first session in France, in Font-Rameau. And it's not like it was easy when I did it in Font-Rameau. Now, of course, I probably could have done a little bit more, but I don't know that I would have been doing that safely. And, you know, I've 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 gradually built up since since France in July. You're looking at, 50, 60, 70, maybe 80 by September, 
didn't go over 80 before London Marathon, after London Marathon, rebuilt back up, 50, 60, 70, 80, got to 90, and then it's only recently that I've kind of, you know, moved beyond 100 kilograms. But, look, these aren't huge numbers, but, like, it makes a difference. You know, if you can, if you can stay the same weight, this is, this is the conclusion in my own brain that I came to. I was in the gym, I seen Mo Farah doing his squats, and I was like, holy fuck, he's really strong. And I thought to myself, this is ridiculous. Not only do I weigh about 10 to 15 kilograms more than this guy, he's he's stronger than me. And I thought to myself, if you put me and Mo beside each other, and you got the general public to say who's stronger... And I look pretty muscular and, and actually I already possess the muscles that can eventually be trained to be as strong as they are today. So I already had the muscle. So I came to this conclusion that I was I was carrying the muscle, but I didn't they, they weren't at their full strength. So if I'm gonna run a marathon at sixty eight kilograms right i have i could be wrong but maybe i have 30 kilograms of muscle so it's worth training the muscle that you have in my opinion to be as strong as it can possibly be for the weight that you're already going to carry and and that was it in a nutshell i i i thought to myself you know if i'm gonna you know if i'm gonna carry this extra bulk and this extra muscle and I find it really difficult to lose it um, you know I've, I've I've done my best to get my weight down in the past and sometimes it just makes me feel weak sometimes it makes me feel unhappy and all the rest of it so I, yeah that was the that was in a nutshell what I decided if I'm gonna if I'm gonna carry the weight it might as well be fucking strong and so I kind of put in motion that plan and it it probably wasn't that I'm not going to say not logical but I certainly didn't seek out lots of help I, I've had S&C coaches over the years help and I'm sure it, it probably goes to probably the fact that I didn't get injured suggests that these coaches did a really good job over the years in teaching me how to lift and proper techniques and things to watch out for and but in terms of um, progression and progressing the weights and taking my time and things like that, I, I probably threw caution into the wind and just cracked on, just got stuck in. Um, and so back to my gym, I think is a, I think gym's a 10 percenter, but it's not easy to do K's in the morning, um, you know, feel like you had a really good K session, feel like things are things are really improving, things are going in a really good direction, go home, have lunch, relax, and then think, oh, I have to go to gym. Now, I probably live a really nice life, and, you know, it's isn't it great that all I have to worry about is going to the gym, but look, it, it all adds up is what I'm going to tell you. If you can get out the door, and, or you can do your yoga, or you can do your gym, or you can eat better, or, it just all adds up and so the running week itself might be 
you might tell a story when you tell someone how many miles you run. It might tell a story about you. It might tell a person how much time per week you roughly put in. But it, but it's only a tiny, tiny part of the story. You know, there's a lot of people run a hundred mile a week, but if they're not doing sessions and they're not doing gym and they're not pushing themselves and they're not, that doesn't mean they're going to run their best possible 10k or their best possible marathon etc etc somebody else might run you know equal equal levels of ability equal time in running you know both athletes might be both athletes might have the same similar pbs both athletes might be the same amount of time in running one athlete might run 40 mile a week but they're doing tempo they're doing hills they're doing reps and they'll probably beat that athlete who's doing 100 mile a week mileage is only one little part of the story that's what i would say yeah so yeah that was a really long way of saying i'm kind of back to full full training and like i said a lot of that a lot of that is quite natural in flag a lot of the wee extra things that all add up um just comes really natural in flag it's such a lovely environment you're around other professionals, you're around people that want to help you and want to motivate you. And, um, rather than sometimes you can be in places where, you know, people are just almost sucking energy from you. Hold on. Oh, have we drink my calm? So that's one part of what I wanted to say. Um, that things are going in a better direction and um i i i like making predictions i i'm starting to think it's because i um really liked when and I, this is gonna like it some people like conor mcgregor some people don't i it, i don't really know if i do anymore to be honest with you i really liked him at the start i thought it was amazing because he's from ireland and he was really good and he was really funny at times and but i did like that he like knew he had trained well and knew when he could sort of make predictions about winning and in which round and things like this and I know, I know for him he was probably trying to get in people's heads and obviously unless I was doing like the Irish national champs or something like that then um then maybe I could be trying to get in somebody's head but I'm not trying to do that but I think I'm in about 28 20 shape maybe i think around that i mean it's hard to tell i've done i've done some sessions similar to sessions i've done in the past and of course two years ago i ran 28 34 and we're talking about in a pair of cross-country spikes we're not we're not talking you know sorry to bring it up but we're not talking new technologies here or anything like that i'm directly comparing the the and they're really fucking nice pair of cross-country shoes i get i'll tell you that they're really comfortable so pair of under armor cross-country shoes 2834 in 2018 um of course i'm a lot faster now in the marathon and i'm stronger and um so yeah i i think based on how sessions have been going i think well, I don't think I, I, I know that's just the way it is when you, when you're experienced enough and you know, you've, you've run and, and everybody can do this. What am I talking about experienced enough? 
just use use previous training data and and recovery times and, and times and weather conditions and you know have a look at roughly what sessions you did in the past and and then what result that created and so of course um if you're training better and maybe you're taking less recovery time you know it's pretty easy to assume you're in a better place now what i would say do not do is um like i like i just talked about the whole shoe technology and all stuff like that don't there's don't compare to old training data if you know you weren't wearing similar shoes and tech and all that kind of stuff and i won't really talk about that too much um and so yeah it's always worth every now and again going back see it as going back old school and um this is a really interesting one but (laughs) i actually don't know what people think about this but i there is a bit of like i'm really excited i'm racing a 10k in um three weeks time and i would love if i stay healthy and and you know everything keeps going in a pretty good direction i would i would really like to um break the northern iron record for 10k and it's 28 34 um i'll be obviously it's on the track so you know i'll be wearing a pair of under armor spikes that I think we brought out two years ago, like a distance spike, and it's it's very similar. I, oh, I might just actually wear the cross-country spike that I've worn before. So I, I the reason I'm predicting that I think I can do it is because I'm a little bit ahead of when I ran 28.34, and the race is being paced. This is the only problem. The race is being paced at 28.00, and so that's obviously a lot faster than 28.34, but look i'll give it a go Um, i think i'm in a good place i think i'm actually on a upward swing rather than a holding on to fitness or anything like that so i think it's safe to say over the next two or three weeks as training gets pretty specific and i'll do two k's next week you know i'll do another tempo and we'll start to push training in the direction of being ready for a 10k um but yeah, I think I'm in a good place to do it. Um, what I'm going to do after that is, it's actually not scary, but um, I have to fly back to the UK. And um, I'm, I'm sure you guys, I've talked before about the, the throat issues and the breathing stuff. And I sent that email and, you know, there's been a lot of internal conversations with different doctors and um my doctor from sports institute northern ireland and um it it pretty much looks like on the 2nd of march i'm going to get a camera down my throat i'm going to exercise i'm going to push pretty hard and we're going to have a little look and see on the camera what the throat is doing um i've learned to kind of trick the throat a little bit and so what i do is I run the first couple of reps, like the first couple of Ks today were that little bit slower and it just gives the whole breathing system and the throat a little bit of time to, I don't know, 
call it catch up, just get a chance to, you know, um, relax into the effort, I suppose you can say. How I would probably trigger the issue is sadly (laughs) probably what's going to happen the first lap of Austin, Texas, because, you know, when the gun goes, you, you often don't get to decide what speed to run the first lap. You know, if the if the person at the very back of the field is 69 per lap, you know, you either, it's very, what you can't do is be like, oh, excuse me, guys, do you mind just taking her a bit easy for the first few laps? And then, you know, once I'm good to go, I'll give you a little thumbs up and we'll crack on. Sadly, that's not an option. And I think that's what happened in European champs in Berlin. The more I think about it, like, I think the gun went the pace went pretty quick and my throat just decided not today and my breathing went to shit and once your breathing goes to shit you turn to like shallow breathing and then once you're shallow breathing you spend the rest of the race pretty much trying to suck in wind it's a it's a really horrible feeling um so look that's in a nutshell what's happening camera test on the second um surgery if I need it, will be on the fourth, and then I think I have to miss two to three weeks of <clears throat> training. Um, which I which I actually don't mind. Like I was speaking to the Irish high performance manager, and I know that two to three or four weeks um, was probably quite worrying for Paul. Um, but actually, how I sort of what I sort of suggested was I think every athlete could benefit from three to four weeks off. I, I know we don't like it. I know we don't like injuries. I know we don't like having to take time. But um, actually, if you just take some time and you focus on, you know, could be stretching, you focus on letting areas that have had little injuries, little niggles, let them settle down, etc., etc. I think two to three, even four weeks off can be a a real blessing in disguise. And, you know, if it's going to be in March and then you still have April and May to rebuild and um, start to... I fucking just got a new top and it's bloody plucked. Anyway, sorry about that. Um, yeah, like you, you get a chance to rebuild March. Sorry, rest March, rebuild April, and then May you're back into probably full training and starting to feel pretty good and then you know you've you've all of june july to like get the fucking ball rolling and i think you just you what you might find is you i'll find myself in this upward trajectory and that's you know when i talked about the goal of the next lot of months it was it was just you know beginning of april to to be healthy to be happy to be healthy to be in a good place and um yeah that's that's i think what you know is going to end up happening so look it doesn't necessarily mean that i'm definitely getting the surgery or anything like that these guys are professionals they'll take a look and you know then they'll then they'll advise they'll they'll tell me what they think they'll tell me their opinions and um i think this camera test is pretty conclusive and basically at the end of the camera test you're given a score and then if your score falls if your throat swells a certain amount 
you know, really bad might be a five out of five and not bad at all is probably a zero. Um, so it's not, there's no guesswork. I, I, you know, I've talked about this a lot of times. I don't, I don't work with guesses. I try to work with facts and, you know, the camera test seems the right, seems the right time to get it done. And it seems the right solution. Hold on. <coughs> Interesting. I'm coughing, but there you go. That's when I get my voice cords going and my wee throat gets all hot and bothered and I start either clearing my throat or coughing. Um, last thing I'm going to mention, um, I think what I'm going to do, this is quite new and quite fresh. Um, but you know, I, I think I'm reading a lot. One of my good friends, Ben Blankenship, um, actually sponsored a race recently. I thought it was a really nice thing to do. You know, I, I know the sport's been pretty good to Ben, but, and, and I'm not, honestly, I'm not trying to take any credit away that, um, Ben's been a professional. He's gone to the Olympics. He's, you know, gone to world champs. It's, um, obviously he's had good fortune in athletics, um, more so probably in just general well-being, being able to travel the world and race. And I feel like I, I've, I, I've definitely, um, had similar myself like i i did well to again don't want to get anyone get piss anybody off or anything like that but i think i did well to you know leave belfast and go race in england when i was a kid my, my parents set that up for me and you know um rather than just racing in northern ireland and then when i got older i you know race more race more in southern ireland and the competition was better and um and then eventually was able to go to america and you know i just feel like not only have i been presented with opportunities but i've either taken them or i've created i think i think a part of this you create your own luck so you know someone could say i'm lucky that under Armour, you know, give me a contract and I'm a professional athlete. Or someone could say, you know, you spend nine months a year in Flagstaff away from home, away from family, missing birthdays, missing not really having relationships, things like this. And Under Armour starts a group in Flagstaff. Is that luck or is that, you know, you put yourself there? So, but I'm kind of getting sidetracked there. That's that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is running has been really fucking good to me. The bottom line is it's been really good to me. Um, it's created financial incentives, which have been really nice. I, 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 I don't care much about money. If I'm honest, I'm pretty bad with money. Um, money to me, if I'm being very truthful, used to just mean time. So I looked at my bank account. I seen, a thousand pounds. I thought about my outgoings. Maybe it meant rent was two hundred and fifty pounds a month to share with a friend. And I, I did the maths, and I thought, okay, for two months, I don't have to worry. That's what money used to mean to me. Um, I don't really know what it means to me now. I, I, it's interesting that I make money from running, and I never ever <laughs> thought it was going to be a job or 
you know, it's just something I love to do and it's something that I seem to be pretty good at. Um, so look, in a nutshell, running's been really good to me. Um, and so I, I'm planning to put something together um, for, I haven't really decided if it's like, um, you know, some Irish junior athletes or um, maybe just some Irish athletes in general, you know, with the European champs coming up. Um, same for Northern Ireland athletes, you know, Commonwealth Games in a year's time. Um, and, and it's probably going to be in the form of um, some financial incentive. So um, what I might do is, you know, like like people put together, I, I'm not rich, um, that's first and foremost. Um, but, you know, I might, I might put something together that I know when I was an athlete and, you know, my first trip to Flagstaff, for example, the flight cost me 800 pounds. And in my bank account, I probably had about 300 on top of that. So, you know, if I said something like, you know, I was going to help an athlete out with a thousand pounds and um, someone else, you know, 750 and someone else 500. Um, I think that would be really quite helpful. Maybe it's shoes, maybe it's equipment, um, maybe it's a trip. God forbid if COVID ever sorted itself out. Maybe if someone's injured, it's a you know a spin bike or or some weights for home training. I think running's been really tough on people, and um, I think it's the kind of thing I I definitely like to do this year and and maybe do again in the future. Um, I I obviously don't have to like nobody has to do anything, but I guess. I just feel like when a sport's been good to me, it's it's nice to give back and um, rather than, you know, pump that directly back into the sport, I think it would be nicer to, you know, provide some form of funds um, and then I'm going to try, hopefully get Under Armour to help a little bit too and um, we might be able to provide not only the funds from myself, but, you know, perhaps a little bit of equipment from Under Armour, which, you know, could be shoes or, or um, some clothes and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, that's I'm going to I'm going to try to figure that out over the next couple of days, week. And, and, you know, I know the lady from Under Armour, just as I say that I know the lady on Under Armour has a week off work. So um, it might be the following week, but that doesn't mean that it's not something that um, I'm going to start having a sort of think about it. And, and I think how it would work is I'll, you know, tweet or, or Instagram or whatever, and then we'll get like a way to apply um, some, some form of application. And um, I guess I'll open it up and, and see, you know, what sort of applications come in. And, and then you'll probably find it'll be... I'll have to have like a judging panel, which isn't obviously just myself. So um, I'll figure that out, who would be on this judging panel. Um, I think my mom likes doing stuff like this. So I probably include my mom um, and then, yeah, maybe maybe I'll figure out another judge and um, we can narrow it down. And, and hopefully if there is, you know, plenty of applications, then we can 
figure out an incentive for the other people that apply. But it, I, I think at the minute I'm, I'm leaning towards three people. And like I say, like maybe like a thousand pounds and 750 and 500 just, um, which should be enough for, yeah, like shoes or um, physio or, you know, whether at home equipment or a, a warm weather training trip when things start up again or, or money to fly to a race or, um, I just know that I, I kind of was not lucky, but again, I, I learned, taught myself how to do web work and, and by teaching myself that skill, it really opened the door for me to be able to travel the world and, and not stress about money and I could work when I was away and, um, but at the end of the day, it was nice to have, I had support measures in place by really lovely and kind people like my agent, Stephen Haas, who, you know, let me sleep in his office on a, on a double mattress that, you know, every day we either folded up against the wall or I pretty much took over his office for, uh, you know, I don't know, an, an office that he was paying for. So, um, probably for three months, four months, six months, I don't know. I think running is the kind of sport that you need you need support you you need help you need um sometimes you just need a someone to be there for you and um like I say it's been good to me so um this is my little little gesture to just give back um all right thanks for listening um I'll yeah I'll update you guys next week bye bye